what do we do when we find ourselves up against the many leadership challenges that exist within our chosen careers? We all have goals and achievements that we would like to accomplish. Unfortunately, these desires don't come equipped with insight or awareness on how to bring these accomplishments to light. In essence, this is why the Dream Octane Niche Finder Framework was formed. Our founder, Clifton C. Manning, spent the first 17 of his 20-year career in healthcare working with physicians and healthcare leaders to achieve patient-centric goals while possessing only an associate's degree in applied science. At times, these challenges were daunting and he felt unqualified to achieve the success he wanted. However, he focused on becoming intentional in reading every leadership book that he could find, as well as attending frequent seminars in areas where he saw opportunities to improve. Over time, as he applied insights gained from these various sources, he was able to successfully and efficiently cross the hurdles he found himself up against. Eventually, varying degrees of success within his sphere of leadership influence became more evident. The Niche Finder podcast is intended to bring similar insight to you, the listener, from those who have achieved some level of noteworthy success in their chosen career. Our hope is that the challenges they have overcome in the past will provide insight for your current leadership struggles and unlock the dream of achieving success in your own career. We believe that if innovative change is an engine, your unique dreams and abilities could be its fuel. And now I present to you the host of the Niche Finder podcast, Clifton C. Manning. I want to welcome you to this version of the Niche Finder podcast. Today, we're going to be looking at step number six, or what I should say is secret number six for delivering your book in a much more accelerated manner, right? If you're listening right now, I know you're a coach, consultant, or counselor who is looking to get information on how they can move their abilities or tap into their abilities that what they have unique and deliver it to a wider audience. So it is really only three moves to do that. It's going to take you having simplicity, authenticity, and technology. So yes, step six is all about delivering that niche to a wider audience. You're going to need some constructs in order to go with that. But right before we get to that construct, I just want to just tell you how I kind of backed into this idea, this understanding. I was reminded, I was talking to a physician the other day, and one thing that she was sharing with me is when she was in medical school, everything was laid out for her, like every semester. Really, all she had to do once she got accepted into medical school, all she had to do really is just study hard and stay focused, right? She had to study hard on the classes that were being in front of her for that semester, and she had to stay focused on the goal, the ultimate goal of what she was looking to accomplish as a physician. Now, life would be great if we had that same kind of template or roadmap for us to follow. But it's not like that. Quite often, if you're in a healthy work environment, yes, if you're in a healthy work environment and you are employed, the job really takes the ownership for giving you the tools that you need to succeed and also setting clear expectations for you to reach. But you may not be in in, in a healthy work environment. Maybe you are in a polar opposite environment or maybe you're not employed at all. Possibly you may be an entrepreneur. And in the latter categories, those things that you would need to succeed aren't necessarily always given to you. And so what step six is going to do is going to help you to make this complicated construct simple. 
anything that you've been through again the questions that you've probably already answered up until this point if you haven't go back to the start of season two and start with step one and just start answering the questions that are located if you go to podbeam in the description you can see the questions that we have as uh, easily accessible links for you and as you answer those questions you will help to clarify your message you will help to simplify what you have gone through could be a transition it could be a problem that you overcame it could be a passion that you feel strongly about the stories that are connected to these principles are what you're going to have to bring forward why is because when you make things simple it also helps to make things focus for you uh, remember as you are attempting to mold your message into one or more of these steps of expressing your expertise keep on the forefront of your mind what Einstein said. He said, education is not the learning of facts. Rather, it's the training of the mind to think. The process of tailoring, tightening up, or retooling the message, your message into a simplified manner, is training your mind to think. And as you do so, you are positioning your material to do the same for others. So this is why you need to squeeze everything that you have that you experience into this tightly knit package that other people can understand. It's just like if you had struggles, make I'm making this up now, building a house and you had certain techniques, maybe you learned certain things. Someone has showed you in times past, maybe a family member showed you in times past how to build this house. And so you now have grinded through what you learned and what you kind of figured out on your own. You made many mistakes and there were things that have you learned on the back end after building that house, right? That now you can look back and say, man, I wish I knew then what I know now. I could have built this house so much faster. The one thing that would be in this analogy that I'm sharing with you, the one thing that gives you credibility is that one, you finish the house, right? It's done ahead of those people who are just trying to start out. And two, so if they take that book and they read through the pages and they see the steps, they see what worked well for you. They see the, the adversity that you came up against. They see the mistakes that you made. Now they can understand, learn from the thing that you now, this complicated process of building a house, you now made it simple because you've refined it. As you write your story, you are simplifying your story. Why? Because you are now refining your story. It's not a whole bunch of ideas. It's making the complex simple. I can tell you just real quick, take a commercial break on this. If you are around an individual and they're a teacher, a professor, a mentor, a coach, or whatever it is that you may be working with, whoever you're working with, if they are not making a complicated problem simple, I would guarantee you they don't have a full grasp of the material. Most great leaders, professors, you know, educators, instructors, they make complex situations simple. Why? Because they make it understandable. It's almost as if they can teach a, a fifth grader or sixth grader uh, or even younger how to do the thing. When they can break things down and granulate and make it granular, that's how you know someone has a full grasp of the information. And that's exactly what we want to take you through as you now start to move your book to the next level. How do we bring it to the next level? First, as I said, you make it simple simplicity. Secondly, is that you also want to infuse authenticity, authenticity. Well, how do we infuse authenticity? 
We infuse authenticity into our writing when we start back with what we've done well in times past. Authenticity is really delivered when you start to add, answer the questions of, okay, what, do I, what are my passions? What do I, what have I learned to do well over time or my proficiencies? What patterns do I have? What do I do naturally well? What problems do I solve? And what do I do that feels purposeful? There are stories that are connected around that. But this, the way you're going to now take out those stories with those questions that you just answered, you want to use this construct. It's going to be in the link at the bottom. So let's go back to the story of building a house. I shared that analogy of building the house. And so in the construct, when you look at the construct, if you pull it up as you're listening to this. So that is your concept or the story. Your context now is going to be what is the understanding that you actually gleaned while you were going through that story? How did you feel? What did you learn? Those are the, that is going to be your context of the story. You'll put that in the very next column on the writer's construct. You'll put that in the very next column. So your context will be the understanding, what you've gleaned, even the research that you did around learning how to build that that house right anything that you've learned from you know a family member as you mentioned or you went to home depot and somebody taught you something or how to do that component that you couldn't figure out on your own and you put those understandings inside of that context the context will be your understanding and then the very next column next to that is going to be your commentary again we have your your concept your context and then your commentary. What is your commentary? Your commentary is going to be what I consider to be your wisdom or your genius. This is going to now give you, give your audience who's reading your book, the steps, the applicable steps that they could use in order to build their house, right? So now you're going to start going through, okay, step one is this, step two is that, step three is this, or whatever principle that you find yourself on at that particular story, you want to now share the genius behind it. You know, Carol DeWick does an excellent job at this. She shares a story of breaking up to the oh, fifth or sixth graders into two different groups. They were just separated at random with group A and group B. Group A was given a, a notably a very easy exam. I think it was like maybe at a third or fourth grade level. So it was below. She knew everybody would do well. And when they the obvious happened and they all did well, what she did was the only difference between the two groups is the compliments that she provided them. So she would share with them in the group A, for example, that, wow, you, you did really well on this exam because you were really smart. And then group B, she said, you did really well on this exam because you worked really hard. So it was only the compliments that separated the two groups that were in two different rooms. She then gave them a noticeably more difficult exam. It was a couple of grade levels above where that sixth grade group was. And so now when she went back into the room uh, and she was observing how these two different groups were test taken, the group that she saw that was taking that she complimented and says that you are doing well because you're really smart. She noticed without they didn't know that she was looking, she observing them, but she noticed that some of them even started cheating. 
they were struggling. They were stressed out. They stopped. They didn't finish the exam. But then when she went to the other group and was observing the other group that she said, you did well because you worked really hard, that group now worked twice as hard to try to figure out the exam. Now, when the results came in for both groups, she's noticed that the group that received the compliments that you did well because you worked really hard, they had higher scores, higher scores. She then called that a growth mindset. The ones who just did worked hard because they were really smart or didn't work hard because they thought that they were smart and they were smart enough to do the exam when they got a difficult situation, they couldn't overcome it. She called that group the fixed mindset. Now, I want you to see, I'm sharing that story so I can explain to you the difference between concept, context, and commentary. In Carol DeWitt's example, and again, being authentic in your writing. Carol DeWick's example is showing you that your her concept is the story is about the sixth graders, right? Her context is what she observed or her understanding of this group over here worked really hard because I told them that they succeeded because they worked hard. But this other group right here, they did not succeed because I, I complimented them and said that, you know, they were really smart. Right. So that was her context for her concept. But then the next group where when it comes down to uh, in the writer's construct is the commentary. Her commentary is her genius. What is her genius? Her genius in sharing that story was the fixed and growth mindset. And many of you may know about the growth mindset. It's, it's such a well-known term that many people use in, in uh, many industries. So the growth mindset is her genius. And the entire book, when you talk about mindset, all stems around that original story. Again, how do you have a fixed mindset versus how to have a growth mindset and the benefits of the growth mindset? And so that's how you become authentic. Now, if you want to learn about growth mindset or mindset and you you now type in that term, guess whose name is going to come up? Carol DeWitt's. Why? Because she shared in her book something that was authentic or genuine to her. And that's what you need to do with your book. Take your story and teach the principles using that construct. That's enough about that for right now. And the last part that, you know, again, it's three moves, right? We said it's three moves to delivering your niche to a wider audience. The third and final move is technology. Technology. We've been teasing it out up until this point, but technology is what's going to help you. If you go back to step four, step six and step four are identical. Step four is just more about you doing this with family and friends. Step six is now you want to now tell your stories to people who don't necessarily connect with you or know you really well or really, really like you. You just test it out in a market that 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 may not know you as well. Yeah, like so this is now you sharing these principles that you or how again let's stick with how to build a house you sharing how to build a house you can go and and, and volunteer that information at in an environment that's public but it could be helpful to them uh, again again i'm just going down a rabbit hole of building a house maybe home depot may have something that they train other people or at least they used to do this they would train people how to do certain things that you would want to do at your house, whether it be, you know, how to take care of your lawn, how to pick the right paint color, how to spackle. And they would have like little trainings. Home Depot's will have those trainings. Well, maybe if building a house is your thing, maybe you can go there and ask them, could you teach the class? 
Now, in teaching that to a public arena, again, these are people who don't know you. They will keep being honest with you and you can read the room to see if what you're teaching is actually being received by them. The reason that you want to do this is that now you can begin to refine your approach. You can refine what you're teaching even more and you can get questions from an audience that give you questions. You may already know the answer, but that question will help you to become more in depth in what you're sharing and be able to provide more value. So the technology now and delivering your niche to a wider audience is being able to use otter.ai use fiverr.com and take with information that you've shared now that you've been dictating it right leading up to this point we talked about it several times dictating it now you want to use these techniques to just accelerate your writing record it on zoom anything that you're sharing as a story recorded on zoom downloaded into otter.ai then get that the transcript that you have edited by someone who can help to bring out your voice even more. That technology can then be used to bring that to a wider audience. You can use funnels to do that. You know, I, I use a funnel myself. I want to deliver. You go to dreamoctane.org, you'll see that there's a funnel. I'm able to give information out to people. The importance of that is that your, your platform now begins to push out your information and get people uh, to get more of what you have to offer. You're building something. This book is a resume, but it also is the catalyst to you going to your next thing. So once you find your one thing, and we identified in the first couple of steps, your, your one thing, the thing that makes you genuine, you're going to bring that one thing all the way through the cycles until you're successful. Technology will help you to accelerate that writing process. And so that's all we got for you today. Again, you want to make in step six, think about simplicity, authenticity, and technology. Now, if you want to see how, uh, you know, I use these techniques in my very own book, I'm teaching you something that actually you can actually reference right now. You go on to Amazon.com and you can type in Dream Octane and you can pull up in the Kindle Direct version just a sample of it. And everything that I'm sharing with you, 85 percent, 85 to 90 percent of my book, it's all dictated. It's all dictated. I took either transcripts from recorded audio that I we have from class my executive MBA program that I was in, or I took podcasts and you can see the podcast, even from the niche finder, you'll see niche finder podcast episodes use right in there as concepts that I then put my context around those concepts and added commentary, connected them back to the seven steps to discover, develop and deliver their niche, which is the genius <laughs> of the book. Right. And so that's what made the book authentic and unique to me. I want to do the same for you. And if you want to get more information, go on to dreamoctane.org and uh, you can get even uh, more samples of the book. And so look, if innovative change is an engine, your unique dream and ability could be as fuel. So take the time out to invest in yourself, even though it may not be easy, even though you may not know where to go. Let's make these complicated questions simple and know that your dream is worth it. The very next time we meet again, we're going to go over step seven and there we will see how we can maximize your abundant factor.